Welcome to the Kevin and Fred Show. I am your host, Kevin Kaufman, and along with my business partner, Fred Weaver, we bring to you our podcast where we highlight some of the best and brightest in the real estate industry, along with a weekly segment called Industry Headlines. We are a proud member of the Industry Syndicate, family of real estate podcasts, and we are so glad that you are listening and tuning in today, and we hope you enjoy our show. All right, we're back with Kevin and Fred Show, and today I am actually technically rejoined, uh, by my dear friend, business partner, guy I looked up to the most, guy I like having steak with in Chicago the most, Mr. Dustin Runyon. Dustin, how's it going, my man? So good, dude. Thank you. Uh, one of the best dinners I've ever had, by the way, in oh, Chicago. No, no Gibson doubt. Gibson Steakhouse. Oh, dude, the best. In fact, yeah. I was telling somebody about that yesterday, just literally yesterday. I was telling somebody about that steak dinner um because it was amazing and uh, uh anyways i'll stop for the listeners at home for you know because there's only five people that really know what we're talking about so anyways <laughs> we'll, we'll move on so for for those of you who've been listening from the very beginning dustin was um probably one of the first 10 10 or so guests on the show and at the time it really wasn't a podcast i was kind of just recording stuff for the facebook group that we run next level agents but also taking the audio from it. And so he's back, uh, you know, a couple of years, two and a half years later or so now it's been. And Dustin and I, dude, we just, we go way back and you and I have had a lot of really cool conversations, some in private, some in front of other people recently. Uh, you know, I'm always intrigued with what you're doing, not just because you're my buddy, but because I actually am intrigued by what you're doing. And uh, I just figured like, let's run this conversation back and kind of see where it's going. And I think it's more because, I, I think as you have, I don't know, I guess maybe gotten your legs as who you are in business, but also who you are. I hate this. I kind of, I don't normally use this term in the, in the best of light, but on stage, like when you're able to talk to others, um, like you, I feel like you have become more and more who you are over the last couple of years. And so I really wanted to kind of talk about that um, because I just, I, as you know, I just think it's so fucking important. Mm-hmm. That's the best compliment you could ever give me. So oh, I appreciate that. <laughs> you, got it, you got it, brother. Yeah. So let's do this, man. Give give us, give give the listener who doesn't know you yet the two minute, one minute, whatever, who is Dustin Runyon? Um, and let's include the real estate team in there because okay. that's because like most of our listeners are in real estate. Yeah, yeah. Um, just a quick 60 second. I got started in 2008 in short sales in Phoenix. Uh, I was about 22 years old. Uh, I moved back to uh, Lake Havasu to run a office out here. Um, we ended up growing that office and uh, um, I kind of out didn't feel like I could grow much more with that, uh, with that company. And so I essentially, after about five years with the company, I started over. I literally started over. I sold, I sold my house. I sold everything I owned. I sold my car. I sold everything. And I started over and I started a real estate sales team. Um, and that was about little over three years ago. Um, uh, during this time period when I was with the other company, I had started a coaching company. And so I currently coach about 30 clients right now. And uh, so we have the real estate sales team, we have the coaching company, and then also we have a, a development company where we, uh, we develop subdivisions and develop land. Yeah. So yeah. no big deal. Yeah. So it's just a little development company, which we're going to talk about too. Um, Give us a give us a rundown, like real estate sales business. So a couple of years into that now, what's that look like? Not necessarily like what is your interaction and kind of what you do, but give us an idea. How many people on the team? What's the transaction volume like? And I think for perspective, what would be good? Um, give the listener who doesn't know Lake Havasu, Arizona, perspective on what the like 
like how many people are in Lake Havasu? Like how many transactions actually happen yeah. there, not just on your team? Yeah. Um, currently right now there's 55,000 people that live here in Lake Havasu city. It's a smaller town. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, this year we'll do about 120 million in sales. Um, we are currently in Reno, Henderson and Lake Havasu city. So Reno, Nevada, Henderson, Nevada, and Lake Havasu city. Um, we have about 12 people on our team total. Um, as a whole agent wise, I think we have about 10, 10 people on, the, on an agent with two, so 13 people on the team, um, two administrative, and then we have some virtual stuff uh, for marketing and whatnot, but yeah. That's awesome. And then you mentioned um, development. And so mm -hmm. give me an idea, like for the average agent, they're like, I think most of us don't really, like you taught me what development is. Like I called you, it was a couple of months ago, yeah. you know, I did a Zoom and you kind of were breaking down for me what you do. What, like, what, what exactly is that? And like, most importantly, like how, like how, how did you get involved in that? Yeah, um, like Havasu, I, and I don't know how it is in other cities, to be completely honest. I feel as if uh, just most similar is like Phoenix. Um, in Havasu, one of the things that we have here is people buy lots and then meet with builders. So they buy a lot and they go around and meet with a bunch of builders. And once they meet with a bunch of builders, they pick their builder and they build a custom home. Um, whereas I've seen, it, and I know that happens in other cities, obviously, but I, I've also seen where a lot of these developers are doing like package stuff, right? These homes are, are, are you come in, you buy a lot home package. And so what we've done here is uh, we develop land. And so that we, that's the horizontal piece of it. And, and what that looks like is um, going in and doing grading and infrastructure. And so infrastructure is going to be your water, sewer, and electric. And then grading is getting, getting the pads flat. And so what we do is we grade, uh, you know, we get obviously design and engineer, um, and then we get the permits from the city. And then we, we grade these uh, large parcels of land out um, to flat grade. And then we put infrastructure in as well. And then boom, we sell these lots ready to build on. That's awesome. So um, Dustin's not going to brag. I'm just going to tell you that they're kicking ass and um, he's doing a lot. And he also said it very nonchalantly. So for the listener that didn't catch that, they're well north of a hundred million dollars and it's like, it's three years in business. And, um, oh, by the way, on that real estate sales team, like where we're just doing north of a hundred million dollars, what's your ad spend? Like for, leads, zero. For, for new leads? Zero. Zero. Okay. So they're not spending money on leads. Um, and so like, I don't like, this is not like, I want to brag on top line numbers and stuff like that. But what I, what I do want to point out here is, um, Dustin's running a couple of different big businesses that are really because of the other thing I want to talk about. And you mentioned, which is coaching. Right. And so I'd love to talk to you about your journey personally, as to why you would even become a coach. Um, what led you to that? And then if you're open to it, maybe how does that, how does that show up? in the rest of your businesses? Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, it's actually, it's the foundation of everything that I do. So I started out in coaching. I actually had never planned on being a coach. I hired a coach. I went to a seminar <clears throat> once. I got a, I, I don't know what, I had a draw to just like leadership and, and, and growth. It was some. it's honestly, it saved my life because I was kind of a, a degenerate in my early 20s. And um and, and this thing called leadership and personal development kind of saved my life. I just, I got, I got obsessed with it. And so um, I was growing personally and uh, a, a friend of mine at the time actually came to me and asked me, will you coach? 
And I think I was 26 years old. And I was like, sure, I have a coach. I'll coach you. I'll basically like, I don't really know what I'm doing. I'll just copy whatever I, she says to me. I'll say to you. Yeah. You get, you got it right. Figure like, it out. Just naive. Right. It's like, I don't like, I look back and like the blind leading the blind a little bit, but um, started coaching him. And then uh, he got results in his business. And because we just, we based it on just some fundamental principles um, and he started crushing it in business financially. Um, and then other people started asking me to, to coach. And um, what I found through that was that like finances doesn't, doesn't solve everything in, in your life. Um, and um, there was a, a, there's a reason why we do what we do. And so I got obsessed with the psychology on why we do what we do. Um, and then from psychology, I, I got obsessed with, you know, the psychology aspect of it, performance psychology. But then from there, I'm like, here I am performing at this high level. I'm, I'm, I'm making decent money and I still feel like something's like not there. And then that's where like, honestly, I got heavily involved in just like, honestly, basic therapy, like just learning to heal from past trauma, learning. Uh, I mean, the reason why I want to perform so much, like, why am I always in this performance? Why can't my mind stay still? Why am I always needing to be distracted or to be stimulated? And that started to really fascinate me. Um, Cause I feel like all healthy productivity um, is, is, is done through healing. And that's what I found personally for myself. So I have like three coaching model modules that basically states like healing um, is the first one module, right? We, we need to be healing and that's, that's taking care of ourselves and looking into our past and, and, and accepting some trauma and accepting some things of the way that we are. Um, and then learning to build a relationship with ourselves. Um, second is performance psychology. And then third, and this is a far third is business strategy. Like, um, is it even, like it's third? <laughs> it's like, yeah. you know, it's like way, way down. Like you can almost not see it. Yeah. It's, it's like once, once, <laughs> once we're on the path of healing and we're on the path of what we know how to get ourselves to perform in a healthy manner, that's not destructive. Um, then yeah, then you get to have fun with just business strategy and then, it, then it's fun and exciting. Yeah. Um, you, it was something that was interesting the way you just kind of said that you talked about how, like you got in, got into psychology first and, and performance psychology was the term you used and you were performing, dude, I know you, I saw you, I watched you do it. I, I saw you do your thing and you were performing at a, at, at a freakishly high level. And yet then you said, but then like, the, then you kind of transitioned to like, okay, but why do I have to do this? Like, what, what is it? And that's when the healing started. Um, you, to me, you, that's obviously like, w was there like a moment in time where you realized like, I need to explore this other thing? Was it a process? Yeah. Like, what was that like? Uh, to be completely honest, man, from um, just being transparent, uh, as if we're like, not even on the show, like from 25 to 29, from 25 to 30 really what ran the show was my ego so like the ego really drove the show and I don't mean it from a standpoint of like um like like egotistical but it was just very head-based and like I was giving because I was told that's what you do and I was reading it in books and so you gave and I served and because that's what you did in leadership and it was just very head-based and um at 30, to be honest, I got kicked in the teeth. Like I had something that happened personally in my life um, where I thought that I had it kind of figured out. 
And I didn't. And I, I have this belief now. It's like, when you believe you've got it all figured out, the world has a way of, yeah. You gotta be worried. Yeah, the world has a way of waking you up. And, um, and I got woken up. And I got woken up in a really big way. And, um, and I'm really grateful for that moment. And just, just to kind of out of respect for the person that, that this happened with, um, yeah, it just woke me up. And when it woke me up, I started looking at some things, you know, um, not to get super, I mean, I mean, if you're, you're cool, transparent, yeah, hundred percent use as far as you want to go. Like I hadn't talked to my dad since I was 16 and I'm here, I am 30 years old and I'm faced with some shit where I got to really start looking at myself in the mirror, how I've been operating. Because a lot of the times, like when we're in the ego, like we're just blind to shit. We're just blind to how we're up or I was, excuse me. I was just blind to how I was operating. And I thought what I was doing was love. I thought the way I was operating was out of, out of truth. And, um, and it, it wasn't coming. I wasn't, I wasn't performing from the right place. And so I had to take a big look in the mirror, called my dad at 30, forgave him. Um, he had been out of my life. And the way that I received love from my dad as a child is I had performed. Like nothing was ever good enough. And so here I am at 30 years old, still living fig- out that. Did, did you figure that out like through with your like therapy therapy or like did you, did you already kind of know that? Yeah, well, um, no, I always thought I had... I didn't have good grades in school and I didn't have good grades. I never went to college. So I always felt like I had something to prove. Okay. Like that the way I was going about this was the right way. And I don't know if, if any, if that resonates with anyone else, but like, well, I, I, I'm, I'm like, it resonates with me. I, I had, um, I didn't my, like, I had a close relationship with my dad for as close as we could be given. We were lived in different States. Um, uh-huh. and he wasn't the dad that, um, that he could have been, although he thought he was. Uh, and so like, I, I never felt like I ever had any uh, like hard emotions around that, you know, like I never blamed him for anything, stuff like that. Always had a pretty good relationship with my mom, still do. Um, but I had the same feeling though. It's like very much of a I chip, I guess chip on the shoulder for lack of a better reason. Like, and so like I better win because, because like I want to prove everyone wrong, I guess, or maybe I needed pats on the back from other people or something. Yeah, I think it's a blend of that too. Like I'm, I'm right with you. Chip on your shoulder, and I had it like in my all in my 20s. And I'm gonna prove you. I'm gonna prove it. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna prove my way was the right way. The way I went about it was the right way, right? Yeah. So what, <laughs> and, like, what was that break? So that, so like through therapy, like you actually realized, like, hey, this is the thing that why I'm performing all the time. Yeah. And like why I have just a need to perform all the time, um, uh, need to perform all the time. And I didn't want to call it like burnout, but, um, but it would show up in different areas of my life. Burnout would show, it wouldn't show up by like, I'm tired. I'm exhausted. It would show up in like poor behavior. It would show Uh up in like bad decisions, you know, in like my personal life and things I I would do. Um, and it was really, I was looking for an outlet when I, when I really needed to kind of heal from some past shit that had gone on and then I got into a relationship with uh the other part which was uh you know my mom where I was constantly trying to earn her trust constantly trying to earn her trust so how do I do that through performance because when I was young you know I, I lost it I lost the trust and so I I used performing as a way in in, in in going as big as I could and working as long as I could as a way to 
I'm still, I was still living out that belief system. Yeah. At 29, 30 years old. Wait which makes total sense. Like, and for those of you don't, who don't know, like when he, when he says that, like he was in, it was a business relationship with his mom and he did a really fucking hard job that almost everybody fails at. And when I say almost everybody, I mean, literally almost everybody fails at. And he performed at a super high level for a number of years um, at a super high level, like at the height of a level that you would expect in a big city, not in a town of 55,000 people. And so I could see, I, I could see where, like how that would show up. Um, but like, so you're, let me ask you this dude. So you're, you're kind of, you said something in Flagstaff and, and I'm referencing Flagstaff for the listener. Like we did a little event not too long ago where um, we had a bunch of realtors just kind of got together and Dustin came in and, and did a talk and it was just kind of a, it was a kind of a cool thing, but you said something about if you're getting results without growing yourself, you're not going to be able to keep those results. And like what, what I'm hearing, like, did you, did you consciously like feel like that when you were like in, in that position prior to kind of like starting over and starting your own business or, or was that just more of a realization along the way? Like I was after, like I hadn't. Yeah. So like, yeah. Like if you're getting results that are beyond your development as a, as a, as a, as a person, then they're going to always find back to where you're at. Right. Yeah. Um, And so yeah, I found that out. I was just always pushing, like grinding and pushing and pushing and grinding. And I wasn't, um, I didn't know boundaries. I didn't know, um, I didn't know what self-love was. I didn't know how to put myself first and what that looked like. I wasn't putting myself first. I was living out of emotion instead of principles. I was, uh, I didn't even know what my values were. I valued whatever was in front of me. Um, I wasn't very on purpose and I was just, I was the, 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 the default to the solution to everything was work harder and do more. Okay. And that, that, I mean, even in my twenties, like where I was like, have energy, like an animal, like, it's just, I mean, it would show up in the facet that I, you know, I'd make 150 grand and I'd spend 160, you know, like where, what are the symptoms that are showing up in, in my life that are trying to throw red flags. Like, Hey, pause. Hey, look over here. Look, look, look. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And when you're in motion all the time, you can't see those red flags all the time. When you're just working and working and working and working, you can't see those, you know, um, you know, I'm going out on the, you know, on the weekends and I'm I'm on a Saturday night and I'm drinking too much or I'm spending too much money on, like I said, on, on just dumb things, um, trying to fill some sort of void. Yeah that I thought work and success would fill. And obviously didn't. No. So, so what did, like, how do you, how do you start to like, um, fix, I guess, fix that for lack of a better word. Yeah. It sounds like a dumb, like a dumb question, but I don't know. I'm not real sure else, how else to ask No. That. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you ever, I don't know if it's something you fix. I think it's something you heal from, but I would say it okay. starts with putting yourself first. That's where it starts. Um, it starts with putting yourself first and it starts with making your peace a priority. So like your personal peace, your personal inner peace, a priority. How do you, how does someone start to do that? The very first thing is like, uh, one, I would tell you like, like find somebody, get help. Like if there's anything I want to do in this space that we're in is to like make therapy hip. 
like make it cool again. Like go, it's dope. Like have somebody you can talk to, man, have somebody you can, you can, you can lean on, have somebody that you can share your, your thoughts and hearts and truths with. Um, but it starts with looking at yourself. Um, number one, you know, number two, it starts with, uh, setting boundaries. Um, learning what a boundary was and setting boundaries around, I was sacrificing my boundaries for success all the time. And I was wondering why I was like, I would succeed and feel empty, succeed and feel empty. Um, and so, yeah, it really is off of building a relationship with myself. What do I value? Right. What are my core values? What do I want to value in this life? Um, what beliefs do I want to believe? Right. Um, what are some things I need to accept in my life about myself? Um, what are some things I need to learn to love and learn to give grace? And so um, for me, it started with with honestly taking a big stand and leaving a situation that I had put myself in. And I was in, I was playing the victim in that situation. And so um, it started with setting that big boundary with myself. And I earned a lot of self-respect. So like you said, like you acknowledged, hey, this, this, this situation over here is not, even though it looks good, it's, this is not healthy for me. Mm-hmm. And so my new boundary is going to be this, this thing comes to an end. And because you kept your commitment to yourself or you protected that boundary, that's, that allowed you to start to feel like you were winning with yourself. Correct. I was earning a great relationship built off trust and respect. And when you've got no respect for yourself, because you'll just go wherever, do whatever, win wherever, how wherever, all for a, a buck or all for an award or all for, um, you know, success, like you kind of lose yourself. Or yeah. at least I did. I lost myself. So I needed to find myself again. Who was I? What did I want to be? And I was in a position where my reality was being denied constantly, constantly. And I played the victim to that instead of saying, hey, I'm allowing this to happen, number one. Number two, boom, boundary. Wherever my reality is being denied, because if you allow your reality, this is what I've learned, is like if you you allow your reality to be denied, you will start to lose trust in yourself. If you allow your reality to be denied, you will start to lose trust in yourself. Yeah. Yes. It's like no different than like when a kid falls down and he's like, oh, I'm hurt. He's like, no, you're not. Get up. Get up. You're good. Get up. Our reality has been being denied since we were kids, right? Get up. Yeah. Get up. No. It's like, dude, this is hard. It's not hard. Or like, I, I just wanted to grow in the position I was in. I wanted to, ex- I wanted to expand. I wanted to grow. And it's like, well, when is it ever going to be enough? You're ever going to just be happy? Can't you just relax? Can't you just chill? It's like where I'm, be, I'm trying to be changed. And it's one thing that I've noticed is when you try to change somebody, uh, understand you're trying to get them to behave more like you. And if you're trying to get people in your life to behave more like you, it's probably because you aren't very happy with the way you're behaving. Because you're happy with the way you're behaving, you just behave like you behave. You're good with you. And you're great with you. Yeah. You know, and I've heard you say that. I'm like, you know, I just finally, you've said something to the effect of like, you just decided to just be you. Like hundred yeah. percent, just be Dustin all the time. Forget about all of the, you know, all the times that you weren't where you were compromising, you were giving in. And you, you also mentioned like that, but that came at a cost because if you weren't, if you're no longer willing to kind of bend who you are for the situation and you're mm-hmm. just going to be Dustin all the time, you, you, you piss some people off that way. Right. 
Oh yeah. When you start to set boundaries in your life, it's going to be met with resistance. And it's what the shitty thing sometimes in your life is it's going to be met with resistance by people that you really care about and you really love. But what happens when you set boundaries is you find out where people's true respect is for you. Right. And so I was, I had, I was tired of putting on all these masks, the mask of, I, you know, the mask of, you know, that stage mask or that, like, I got it. I'm all good mask or like, it's fine mask or the mask of masculinity or like the mask of, um, I'll handle it. <laughs> you know, I'm fine, whatever that mask may be and just take it off. Just want to be me. So when I started my organization, I made a promise to myself is like, no matter what you do at this organization, you just fucking be you. Has that been hard? Um, man, I, you know, um, it's like when things are going good, you kind of forget the bat, the, how difficult <laughs> they were. But like, right. I will tell you, Kevin, straight up, man, I sold my house. I sold my car. I sold everything. Mind you, I'm like coaching people at this time, but I sold everything. And I'm like, I'm going to go back to him. I'm going to go to a minimalist. I'm going to need nothing. And I'm going to put my heart and soul into this organization and I'm going to do it. I, the thing I got at my old company was I got to spend time with like so many teams and I got to see what worked and didn't work. And I got, I got, they were like my, I had a, you know, hundreds of agents and it was like, I had this laboratory where I was able to learn so much of what worked and didn't work. And, um, I was just going to lead with my heart. Like I was just going to be myself and lead with my heart. And if I was, it, it honestly felt so freeing that, um, it, 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 I gotta be real. It, it was, it was hard to get to that point, but once I got to that point and I let go, it was easy. Cause being yourself, man, is fucking easy. Once you go with it, you know? Yeah. No, that, that, that makes a lot of sense. I could totally feel that. And you said something a few minutes ago about, you know, if you can get anything out of this, like you want people to know, like th- seeking uh, therapy and, and, and getting help like that and kind of working on you and we're working on ourselves and, and like, that's, that's, you want to make that cool. And dude, t- to be honest, that's like, that's why I want to have this conversation again, because I know that about you. Um, it's why I shared your stage numbers, because if we don't do that, then people, it's harder for people to, it's harder for people to accept that or hear that. Not, not everybody does, but, but here's, here's what I know, dude. Um, the people that I've put you in front of or introduced you to, or they feel like they know you because, um, because I made an introduction somewhere or something. Um, the gratitude that comes from those people after catching a little bit of the message you're trying to share, whether we're talking about Justin or my homie Chelsea or whoever, um, like it just, there's so like, it's just so fucking needed and like, I also, like, I want, I, like, I want people to know that, like, and um, I think the way you've really dug into working on you uh, is number one, it's awesome. And it's, it's, it's an example for me. And I think for so many others to, uh, as well, to, to, to either start the work or continue doing the work so we can get better. Because if there's anything I've learned, and I think I knew this intellectually, I've, I know I've known this intellectually for a long time. But to like really see it is like the more you heal, um, I heal, the more we progress as people and grow, like that's where the results all over our life 
just blow up, right? Whether business and personal, you know, usually both at the same time. Yeah. Yep. I couldn't agree more. Um, I believe just all healthy productivity is based in healing. Like I just, that's my, my truth. And every, we work with a company, um, my friend, uh, Natan over at single sprout out of New York, they're a, I, they're a tech recruiting company. He actually pioneered this where he got Boone health. Me and him have similar beliefs in business. He got this company called Boone health to come in and, uh, coach their a group of therapists who, who coach workplace people. And so, uh, we've partnered our team. Uh, everyone on our team is now, um, with Boone Health. And so that's something we offer our teammates here on, on, on the Dustin Runyon team is like, you join us, man. You don't have to, but you can, uh, you can have a twice a month coach um, who talks to you about, you know, work stress, anxiety, home life, work, home life, uh, therapy, anything that you need handling from. So it's, it's something that I, for sure, I, we do that. And then also like they're, uh, you're on, on our team as well. You get free physical therapy too. So like, I, it's like, mind body like i really believe that i really believe it because I'm a, I'm a product of it that's awesome um boone how, like what do you know the url or where people uh, find out more information about that yeah, by chance? i believe it's b-o-o-n actually i know it's b-o-o-n b-o-o-n health um boone health they're they've been extraordinary um and uh let me see. I'll, I'll link it in the show notes. Yeah. For you guys too. I'll send you the, I'll send you the info on it and, um, and get you over your contact. Awesome. That's I dude. I, I think that's super great. Um, you, you said something, um, it's kind of sounds cliche, but like change starts with us. Like kind of like, yeah, no shit, Kevin. But, um, I think that can be hard. Like you, it's so easy for us to go, I know I want to change. I want, I want different results, but it's all these assholes I have around me. It's not me. Yeah. But yeah. And personal response, all, all healing is based in personal responsibility. It's not based in fault. And I think we get the two mixed up is like fault and personal responsibility. It's like, dude, it ain't my fault. You know, those aren't the same thing. Like fault and responsibility are not, those, those are not the same thing. Yeah. It's not my fault. My dad bounced at 16. It is my responsibility to heal from it. Yeah. You get what I mean? It's not my fault. You know, the market shifts or changes, but it is my responsibility to pivot with it. Yeah. Isn't there, um, isn't there like so much more power in operating that way? Like you like, and power meaning like you feel like you have power over, over your results and your relationships and the outcomes in your life that you're looking for when you operate from that place of, yeah, this wasn't my fault, but I am responsible for maybe dealing with it. Yeah. Oh, personal, personal responsibility. It's like, I use the lame like analogy, like all these superheroes got their, their powers, the human being, the power in the human being is in personal responsibility. Like there's like a few, a few, a a few things that there's very few things you can control, but the only thing you can control is yourself and what you do and how you respond. Um, I would say is you got a bunch of assholes in your life. The question is, what do you, why are you allowing that to happen? Yeah. You know, you got a shitty workplace environment quit. Right. It's like, well, I'm not in a financial position. I can't. Okay. 
Well, then there's this thing called sacrifice. So we got to take personal responsibility and say, you know what? Sacrifice is this, uh, this, it's like kind of like a, I give up now for a better future. So I'm sacrificing right now for, for, for what I'm, what I'm after. Yeah. Sacrifice. It's, it's a, it's a gamble with the future, right? That's what sacrifice is. Yeah. It's like an, uh, it's an investment, if you will. I look at yep. it as an investment. I, I use this as an example. I'm like, you can, what's crazy is like, if you go to, if you go to Vegas and you gamble, uh, like on roulette, red or black, once you make the bet, you can't increase your odds. It's like 48%, right? Well, the thing about sacrifice is once you make a sacrifice in yourself to like, I always say it's a lot of the times I got a, a money mentor guy. He's worth hundreds and hundreds of millions. And he always says, it's, dude, it ain't about how much you make. It's about, it's about how much you keep and the responsibility you take for your spending. Right. The P's like people have the, these, uh, they believe that, that the way that they live are, that's, it's a right. I, it's a right. I get coffee every morning. It's a right that I live this way, or I have this, or I do this. And, um, it's like, well, what have you done in the past that put you in a, in, in a negative financial position? And what can we do today to where we can create some financial security? So you're not having to say yes to things that you want to say no to. These are great questions. These are yeah. really great questions. And so um, with sacrifice, though, when you start making sacrifices in your life so you can have a better future, you can increase the odds. It's a, it's a bet with the future that says, I'm going to give up right now for a better future. And the way you increase those odds is through discipline and commitment. It's like um, by making a decision today of, uh, just the simplest example. I, I I make a decision today, like every, like I'm putting 10% of my money into whatever, right? Certain yep. stock or savings account doesn't matter. Like if I just do that, whether I get paid a hundred dollars a week, uh, $500 a week, a thousand dollars a week, $10,000 a week, a hundred thousand, doesn't matter. If I'm just, if I just built that muscle when I was like making a hundred bucks a week, then it, like it just like I've made my bet. Like and now all I have to do is follow the the rule or the guideline that I set up and I know I'm good, right? And I don't have to worry about make it's like that for me, it's like that decision fatigue, because that's the, the that's the scary part is like you start making some money, um, you know, hundred thousand for the first time, two hundred thousand, three hundred thousand dollars, and like all of a sudden, like you have more options than you've ever had before. Like there's a lot of opportunity to make some really stupid decisions. Um, and, and, you know, and if you're prone to stupid decisions, like the two of us, um, <laughs> or you have a track record of having, uh, enjoyed some of those, like, you know, it could get, it, it could get bad. And, and, but, but if you just went, well, hold, hold on a second, this is just the way I operate. Cause this, I think you use the word, uh, values or, um, things that, you know, I'm going to live by like, no, it's just the way I operate. So here's kind of the rule. The money goes here. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't agree more. I go, you, you can't. You can't grow if you keep defending bad decisions. Yeah. And, and if you're, and, and the best way to take care of yourself, this, go, Kevin, this goes back to exactly what we talked about in the beginning. What is discipline? Discipline's really self love, right? You're mm -hmm. setting yourself up, you know, you're setting yourself up uh, to get disciplined in your life because you care about you because you love you, because you're treating yourself the way you would somebody you were in the care of, because you're treating yourself the way you would a best friend. 
Yeah, it's like you. It's like uh, we gotta like almost like look, step out, and look at ourselves at like in like third person. Boom. Like hey, if go. I was advising, like let's say Dustin came to me and asked me for advice on this thing, like what would I tell him? And I would say like, dude, this is your best strategy. And like we gotta look at ourselves the same way, and, yes. and then make that decision in third person rather than in the emotional first person. Yes. I always say it's so easy to comp somebody else's house. It's so hard to comp your own. Fact. <laughs> yeah. It's so hard to comp. Working your own. on a flip right now. Fact. Yeah. Uh, so this guy's so not done a flip before. Fact. <laughs> it's so funny. So yeah. So it's like, it, it, it really is. It's, it's, it's building that relationship with ourselves. And the reason why sometimes it's hard for us to, you know, take our own advice is because we don't trust us. Yeah. Uh, and I also think I heard you say something like, we, and we don't trust us because like we haven't given ourselves anything to trust about us. Yeah, it's like you, you, you haven't. So a good relationship is like, I think about a, a good relationship at home. I, I try to throw the love word out, like throw that out. Okay, so what is the relationship at home, like between you and your partner? Well, it's, it should be based off respect, trust, and intimacy. Those are like the three key elements to like a good relationship at home that I've learned, uh, for me at least. Um, and so, okay. So with myself, respect and trust. Well, how am I going to earn respect from myself? Well, I got to start putting myself first, right? Like yeah. I got to start doing things that earns respect and that's called keeping promises. So I'm going to start with making the best thing you can do. If you're like, you're looking like you're listening to this right now, best thing you can do is write out a list of some things, you know, you should be doing that you're not doing. Pick the smallest one. The smallest one. So you write out a list. I should be waking up earlier. I should be making my calls. I should be saving money. I should stop spending. I mean, honestly, a lot of these things are, it's like a, you should, you should be stopping more things than you should be adding uh, usually. Right. <laughs> right? And so honest. make a list of some of the, cause I have this belief, you know what to do. And if you don't, if you don't fully know, you know, some things you don't need to be doing. And so, um, Write a list of the things you should be, should be doing. Pick out the smallest, easiest one. And let's commit to that one tomorrow. Or excuse me, today. And then when tomorrow comes, we're going to commit to it again tomorrow. What we want to do is we want to try to get some momentum going. If it's like communicating with your spouse. Like at home. Like, okay, I'm going to open up to her. I'm just going to, when she asked me how my day is, I'm actually going to tell her how it was. Yeah. You know, what? I was tired all day. Um, I was in a meeting, kind of felt a little unsure of myself. Not sure how it went. I got a little insecurity rocking on that. Um, did have a great email that I got. We got this deal moving. And uh, yeah, I feel uh, I feel a little confused about how that one meeting went. So I'm a little in my head right now. But yeah, how do you, how's your day? Wow. I you think know what I mean? Even, but even doing that, like, first of all, the the effects that that can have for the, the relationship with you and the other person with me and the other person, but the, also the effects of, to me, when you said that, like the fact, like if we're checking in with ourselves enough to be able to verbalize, like the example you just gave, like, holy oh. shit. Self-awareness. Yeah. And you can't have self-awareness without having like, without having a relationship with self. Yeah. And most, most people's relationships, or at least, you know, that I've seen is like, it's based in not being enough. And, and it's based on, you know, it's based on fear, which is super normal. It's a human thing. Mine's too, mine is too, even to this day. I, I'm never, I, it's never called healed. 
it's called healing yeah <laughs> you know um because it means it's ongoing and so um so yeah it starts with making micro promises to yourself and once you get some momentum the goal is to get you some wins under your belt let's get you on a winning streak right and so once you get a winning streak what we can do is we can kind of we can go oh you know what because because if I told you, Kevin, I was going to show up on this call today at one o'clock and I know showed you, you'd probably give me the benefit of the doubt. But if I did that four or five times where I just no showed you four or five times, by that time, you're like, dude, OK, this is just disrespectful. Yeah. And so how many times do we make a promise to ourselves that we're not keeping? You said you were going to get that toxic friend out of your life. And when they when they make ambivalent comments and last night at dinner, you were hanging out with that friend. They made the ambivalent comment and you didn't say anything. You didn't respond how you had said you were going to respond. You lose respect. And when you lose respect, you lose trust. Yeah. And then you've got to try to go to work and you're like, all right, man, I got to think big and do big things. It's like, yeah, well, it's kind of hard to do big things and, and, and go big when you don't have any self-trust. <laughs> so true. You get what I mean? I 100% so, get what you mean. Um, and so, yeah. And so what was crazy is, and I know we talk, is when you start living your truth and you start setting boundaries in your life and you start building a relationship with self and you start putting that out into the world, those are the types of people you start to attract. Yeah, because you, I mean, gosh, dude, I mean, if there's anything that's, that's true, it's that when people understand who we are, we're going to get more of that. Like the people that are attracted to that, we're going to get more of that. And, and, and the people that it's, you know, unattractive to or repellent to like, that's okay. They're going to go away. And that's good. Like, Hey, listen, we're, if we're being ourselves though, if we're being real honest, like that's, that's actually good. You it's hit healthy. it, dude. Like when, when you know somebody like, it's like, when you know, somebody's like not your person, it's like all good, man. Like you do you where I, the fact, I'm not going to be liked by everybody and the way I live my life. Isn't going to be liked by everybody. And that's a good thing because if it's liked by everybody, it means I'm wearing a lot of masks. Yeah. It's for no one. Actually. It's funny. Yeah, you say there you that. Go. Uh, ben, Kenny and I have this conversation all the time and we'll, we'll be like, cause both of us are always talking to and kind of know a lot of other people. And one of us will undoubtedly say like, Hey, do you know so-and-so and, -so? and like we'll have this experience of them or this view of that. And so often one of us will be like, yeah, you know, no, no, nothing wrong with it. Like nothing wrong with the guy. Just, you know, he's not my people. And like that, that's the term that we use. Like definitely nothing wrong. Good guy, good girl. Like she seems cool. She seems smart. Not, not my people. Right. And, and that's okay. Like you, you not everyone is your people and you're not going to be everybody's people. Big facts right there. Oh. That's, that's a great, that's a great statement. Um, all right. So uh, dude, we've got to get going in a minute. Um, one thing I also wanted to talk about, I almost forgot until like a second ago was you, dude, you've been doing these live conversations on Fridays, um, yeah. fired up Friday, right? Fired up Fridays every single Friday, uh, for gosh, couple, maybe two months now. Does that sound right? Three months? Yeah. About eight of them. Yeah. Yeah. Eight two or months, ten. yeah. And, uh, it's fucking cool. Like, thank you, dude. So like, much. Like it's fucking cool. And I would love, like, can you tell the listener what is fired up Fridays and, and like, where, do, where could they go if they wanted to join and tell them how much it costs. 
Yeah, yeah. This would be actually great. I mean, honestly, Fired Up Fridays, we're just talking psychology, growth, personal growth, leadership, leading your own life, um, how to take, you know, yourself and your business to the next level. And um, it's just a conversation. It's anywhere from a half hour to an hour every single Friday, 10 a.m. AZ time. Uh, just go to Fired Up Fridays, plural, firedupfridays.com. Um, and it's completely free. It's just, it, you know, we have anywhere from like, I don't know, 50 to 100 people on there every Friday. Um, and it's been, it's been really, it's been really cool. The group, the group that we've, we've got. What I love is like, it's a zoom call. And so like people are on and like, you're talking to everybody and it's like real and organic and it's not scripted. And like, we're just talking, um, and you're sharing things. Um, yeah, I, you know, you mentioned too earlier, and obviously I know this, you, you do, you do coach some people. Um, if somebody was, if somebody maybe went to fired up Fridays, they like what you had to say, or maybe they've just really resonated with something you, you've said today. Um, and they wanted to know more or like, just wanted to connect with you. Like, what's the best is the best way for them to just go to fired up Fridays. Is there something else? Like how, yeah. how do people connect with you? Yeah. Firedupfridays.com is going to be the best way. Follow me on obviously on social media, um, on Facebook, I'm on Facebook, shoot me a message, but um, I'm always, always, always available. If I don't hit you back, it's don't take it personal, but I, I'll get, I'll get there. But yeah, best place to find me is fired up Fridays, uh, in the chat on firedupfridays.com. It's a fact. I can, I can attest to that. Um, yeah. or buy a really dope Pat Tillman card and, sh and direct message it to him. <laughs> Dude, you're getting my call. Yeah. You'll have his response. I guarantee it. Um, it's like, it's like a pair of dunks for Kevin. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, like now I've conquered, the, I don't know. I'll probably get some more. I'm not going to lie. Um, so absolutely. All right, dude. So Dustin, before we, before we totally sign off, dude, is there anything like, what did I miss here? Like, what should we, you and I've what's, talked about uh, that we didn't. What, what is, uh, what, what's the biggest thing, uh, that you've learned about yourself in the past 12 months? The biggest thing I've learned about myself Ooh. The, the, oh man. First of all, freaking do harder things like meaning uh, not actually like necessarily like hard, heavy, you know what I mean? Just, but like the thing that, uh, that I'm ignoring that, you know, you're like, you said, uh, make a list of, I should be dot, 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 dot. Or even I would even, I would even admit that to say I should be, or I want to be dot, 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 dot. Mm. And, um, the opposite, I picked the, I picked the, I picked the thing that seemed the hardest. Oh, good. And I was like, oh my God, that's, that was fucking awesome. And you know what that, like it was fasting. Right. And, yeah. um, uh, and, and for me, so that, um, also like the rest of the world in the last 12 months, I've learned that, um, man, so much fucking shit just doesn't matter. And I knew that. And I've, oh. I've been taught that more and, and the people, and most importantly, like the corporations that we look to and trust and the, the leaders, like look through the bullshit, like just, just like look, look through the bullshit and really get focused on what matters, which is usually starts, uh, you know, with ourselves and, and under our own roof with our own families um, and relationships. And, and when we do that, it's just the trickle effects from everything else. Um, that when you get one thing right in life, whether that is a physical thing or a health thing, a mental thing or a work thing or a relationship thing, the, the compound effect that that can have throughout the rest of your life, the other areas, mm. it's, it's fucking huge. It's huge. 
It's like game changing big. Oh yeah. I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. And if, if, if this past year, like the COVID year gave, gave anything to anybody, it was permission to not have it figured all out because fucking nobody's got to figure it out, man. I, I say that in growth. So I'll, I'll leave with this. It's like, you're, and I, and I threw this up the other day, but like, you're allowed to be fucked up. You're allowed to be, you know, lost. You're allowed to be confused. You're allowed to be tired. You're allowed to be exhausted. You're allowed to be, um, um, to, to feel like it's, you know, like you're, you're chaotic. You're, you're allowed all of those things. It's called grace. Um, just one thing you're not allowed to do is, uh, is, is, is to quit on you or to blame anybody else. And so nobody's got to figure it out, man. So give yourself some grace and uh, don't quit and don't blame anybody else. Just keep looking in the mirror every single day and building that relationship with the person that's staring back at you. Yeah. You know, also you remind me of something I've, I've left this up in my, um, in my draft folders. It's a question, couple of questions that John Cheplak taught me. Um, and he said, he said this, like when you've got a problem with something or with someone else, a couple of questions to ask yourselves are what did I do to create it? What is it here to teach me about me? What, uh, what do I need to do to change it? And what could I have done different? Because the people that are elite, the people that are, are really getting after it to your point, fucking responsibility. And those are like, how do I take responsibility type of questions right there? Completely agree. And that guy's a, a that guy's a fucking stud. And he brings a lot of the heart based stuff to the, to the industry. And I love what he's doing too. So he's a, he couldn't respect that guy more. Yeah. All right, stud. I'm going to run. Um, Appreciate you brother. And I'm much respect to, to you. Right back at you, dude. Looking forward to chatting again soon, hopefully in person again, very soon. And uh, thanks for doing this, dude. Dude. Thank you for your always continued support, brother. Appreciate it. I love you. Always, man. All right, guys. FiredUpFridays.com. Check us out. And uh, Dustin, we'll talk to you soon, dude. Later, buddy. Later. Today's episode is brought to you by Kevin and Fred's community at eXp Realty. Learn why over 1,000 real estate agents joined eXp Realty last week. Join us for an informational webinar this Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific time. Register at intro to eXprealty.com.